Hey, John, why did you invite John in to talk about automatic emergency braking systems? Have you ever taken a ride in a car with this guy? He doesn't use brakes. No, I, I don't ride with a guy. I race him, and we, we, we talk about that in this podcast, which was a lot of fun. But uh, John is a great resource. we gotta, he, we got to bring him in more often. He is a great resource. I agree on that. However, John and braking, that's like oil and vinegar. He, is no, he doesn't use brakes. <laughs> Welcome. To the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. Today, we're going to be talking about ABS braking systems. No. No. no, automatic braking. Yes, yes, automatic braking systems. Good job. We, we, we will leave that in. We will not be editing that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, good start, John. That was awesome. You, you, I have right off more. the line, you, you screwed up. I have a lot more where that came from. I actually debated myself. Just say ABS because you don't remember. Right. Automatic braking systems. So the topic is, guys, Harley-Davidson filed a patent recently. And... Um, somewhere around January 2017, they filed this patent, but for whatever reason, it didn't. It didn't, uh, or maybe it was July 20, 2018. Filed in January. It was more recent than 2017. Yeah, so maybe it doesn't matter when it was filed, but on my paperwork, it looks like January 25th is when it was filed. Maybe there's a delay in when they release it to the public when, when it's approved, but July 24th, 2018 is when it looks like it hit the news. Well, that was part of the news was why did they make just doing a patent public, which was pretty interesting. Well, it's out there with other manufacturers. So Harley files this patent on a autonomous braking system for their motorcycles, yep. which is which is kind of a little scary, but I thought we would do a quick podcast on this to see, and when I say quick, I mean quick. Our listeners don't want to spend half an hour listening to you guys talk about automatic braking systems, not ABS, automatic braking systems well especially if they're harley rider you know if they're purist riders of harley davidson they're probably not interested in advanced technology anyway uh okay well i know a lot of our, our customers out there ask specifically about abs brakes and then some of them don't but it doesn't matter because some of our customers don't even believe in uh fuel injection they still want carb right? i 100 agree so with that. a little bit for everybody let's let's assume that this topic is of interest the abs what I would call automatic braking systems. I first of all, I take yes, objection Mark. to ABS. Hey Mark, you want to hear a comment? Acronym. A recent uh, a recent listener wrote in and told me that they thought that I should allow you to talk more. Of course, they they wrote in and said that. <laughs> I think that's the feeling of most of our listeners. Uh, well, it's nice to know that you have a fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As I said, I. Uh, I think that uh, that's the sentiment of most of our listeners, but you two uh, bags of wind take so much uh, air out of the room, it's hard for me to even breathe sometime in here. So can I make my first point? Yes, please do. You, yes. You're talking about an acronym, ABS, and I think you're both missing. You're both incorrect. The acronym is actually AEBS. True story. It's Automatic yes. Emergency Braking System. This system has been designed to be utilized in emergency situations. So I think let's add the E. So designed or we just filed, they just filed a patent? Because well, I don't think this thing is on bikes yet. Yeah. First yes. off, hashtag nerd alert. Secondly, I'm sorry that I didn't get your acronym. And, and I apologize for past podcasts where I did not let you speak 
uh, the, the specifically the uh, Jesse James Dupree podcast. I did not let you speak as much as I should have. So I apologize sincerely to both our listeners that had to listen to me and also to Mark. So Mark, go ahead and make your point. Well, I, I just did that. First of all, no apologies necessary. We're all friends here. Because I didn't apologize. No, you no, you, I wouldn't imagine you would, John. Mark, <laughs> Mark can you talk into the mic? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I wanted to point out that, that this patent um, is for a system that would be employed in emergency circumstances. And I think that's really an important component of this whole patent is that um, it's unlike automobiles, the, the similar systems which are in a lot of automobiles and being employed right now um, are not only emergency situation applications. These, these automobiles actually employ braking in regular kind of traffic. True story. So this is a difference that I think our listeners need to understand, that this is not designed to do that. Well, well what do you mean it's not designed to do that? You're telling me it it's not like my, my Ford pickup that I – one of my favorite things is to tailgate at, at, at higher than – normal operating speeds and then allow it to uh come up on a vehicle really fast and then and then it, it flashes red on on the screen and locks up the brakes and you get a kick out of that well i think i it's it shows how much commitment you have when you're driving a vehicle are you really going to rely upon the electronic system or do you got to hit the brakes well, with your own feet because I, I, I like to just see Henry is it Ford really take the wheel <laughs> that's right exactly so well, Anyway, it, you're telling me it doesn't activate like that? It's, no, it, it's a, it's similar, but the difference is is that it, it's implemented in a much more extreme circumstance than it is in an automobile. In an automobile, as I understand it anyway, in an automobile, we're seeing the system get employed in a earlier way than it will be potentially on the motorcycles. Now, now I'm not talking just about the Harley system because there are other manufacturers who have um, an AEBS system already patented right. as well. Uh, we won't mention them, but uh, fact of the matter is is that they're well, all... Well, this is public information. Well, it's well, uh, this is behind yeah. the bars, motorcycles, memory, and then mayhem. So we're not all Harley-Davidson. Let's Honda see. has it. Okay, right. fair enough. So fair Honda, enough. Honda's working on it. Fair enough. So Honda's system, uh, and if you read specifically about theirs, they talk about the sort of late implementation of this because of the nature of riding a motorcycle. We would require, I hope, or I think... Uh, that we would want a little more warning before the system is implemented, and we only want it implemented in certain emergency circumstances. Well, well that's, that's did you read the you patent? Read, that's what this is supposed mm. to do, but it's working all the time. It's monitoring. It's a system like if you look at the diagram. Yeah, lidar, radar. System, yep, it's monitoring all the time. Yes. Based off just rider, just the bike going down the road, and if but if it senses. Um, something coming up using, like John was saying, different radar technology. and then it Radar, senses, LiDAR. And then it senses that your cognitive function or your throttle input or your brake input is not matching the demand required, then either, uh, most in most cases, it's going to give you an alert of some kind, whether it's you know what they call visual, that? cognitive. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, the, the alert is similar to the Apple Watch. Though the, it's like, like a, a buzz buzz. It's like a haptic, uh, I think they call it haptic alert, and it, it basically it's like a pulse. Similar to, John, you're aware of this, Mark is not, uh, the ABS function when it kicks in. Yeah, because we're riders. We're riders through and through. It's in yeah. our blood. Uh, I'm and an, we, uh, an endorsed rider here as well, just for the right. record. Have, have you, have you ever, ever felt ABS? ABS? 
Have you ever engaged ABS on a motorcycle? Because frankly, I I engaged ABS yesterday afternoon when I was racing John, and I don't want to talk about the race. Well, no, I think we do need to talk about the race a little bit because it's another example of how rampant irresponsibility is here some days. Well, we were dragged. It was the end of a day. It was a long day. There was, it was empty slow, parking lot. Empty parking lot. No one was around, and not a so public road. John in his Mopar, uh, my sl- hashtag slow par. His his Ram my raced ram. my Rogue Glide. Yes, and and I and I won two out of three, two out of three races. I I beat him. But but the reason I bring this up is because I felt ABS at the end of the because our parking lot, as you know, for those who are listeners that don't know our parking lot, is yeah. what about a football field? Yeah, probably maybe, a little less. Maybe than a less than a football field. At the end of the quote unquote track, I was running out of space, but I still had to beat him at the finish line. But There's you engage, you got all handful trees. handful and rear brake before yeah. you hit a ditch, and and in every race. I didn't lock up the brakes. They they don't lock up. The ABS didn't doesn't allow me to. But you feel the pulse. It's re- really cool. I call it mooing. You call it mooing? Yeah. Well, you can hear it like like it mm. makes like a mooing sound. Well, okay. Mm. Anyway, I, but back back to the system. So then it senses your cognitive function. Says okay, Mark. First off, it's probably surprised Mark would be on a bike, but Mark's on a bike, and then it says okay, Mark's not rolling out of the throttle. There's an obstruction coming. I'm going to apply. I'm going to send him a signal, and it does this in a very short period of time, but it sends you signal, maybe a pulse in your seat or your hand grips, and then it'll actually physically reduce throttle to try and get right. your attention. If none of that works, it'll reduce throttle, and it'll go to maximum braking So capacity. here's the question. When you read the patent, it talks about the, the like a cognitive analysis, right? Yes. And it's asking, like, it actually describes in the patent where it's, it's looking uh, like facial recognition, recognition. right? even in the seat to tell if you upright yourself. Yeah. So are you sitting on the seat? Do you have a firm uh, grip on the handlebars, handlebars, on the grips? And then, and then it kind of understands something to do with your cognitive. That, That, that's the part that confused me. Like, so what is this going to be looking at? Is it the, oh shit face that it's like, Fuck, lock up the brakes. This guy is about to crash. I can tell from his face. You know, picture Mark riding a motorcycle and then he sees a car pull out in front of him. <laughs> and then and then what his face looks like. And that's yeah. what it's looking for. The Harley system's looking at his face being like, oh shit, lock him up. Or in your case, what you said is just decrease throttle and then engage the well, brakes. Well, it's supposed to... From what I understand in reading it, part of its duty is to try and give the rider the benefit of the doubt, which I like, which we would want. We're very good riders. Well, we Mark, would, yeah. Mark would like forego that and say, just break for me. Well, and But I think it had gone into saying future things could be like sensors in your helmet. Sensors in your helmet. And I think that's more in line with like you a helmet, I think, could take your pulse. In which case, in an emergency situation, your pulse would jump up quickly. Well, so could your grips. So could your grips. So, but I think it's looking for multiple things to try and give the rider like the when you're on a that. treadmill, and you're holding on, it can tell what your heart rate is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so um, are you guys familiar with the study, the uh, Australian-based researcher Giovanni Savino in his study? No. Uh, tell us about us, John. Oh well, if you guys had read the patent you would know that the article that the uh, patent was based on an article by uh, Giovanni, an Australian researcher, who ba- basically made his case for mandatory emergency auto braking systems on motorcycles. 
He researched over 200 motorcycle accidents in Europe and Australia between 2009 and 2014. I love it when you guys are silent because you're actually learning something. And came to the conclusion that auto brakes would make a difference in as many as one-third of serious crashes. Um, ABS or no, it, it, the fact is that that's what he he came to the conclusion based on all this research. So it's kind of an interesting idea. And he um, it should be noted that Savino is not a wide-eyed anti-motorcycle kook. That's what it says in this article. He's actually made a career for himself studying the physics of motorcycles and was even commissioned by, I don't know this word, it's D-U-C-A-T-I, Ducati, is that Ducati? Yeah, oh, Ducati, to create physics of motorcycle class for high school students, etc., etc. But he, he tested this thing and found out that that, that that's it, it would have reduced one-third of serious crashes. Huh, that's an interesting study. I, I do think, though, it puts us one step closer to, to the slippery slope of automation and automatic self-driving vehicles, which I'm... I'm Aren't I'd you like a to fan talk. of that? Yeah, well, wouldn't yeah, you love know. that, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it because, you know, especially where, when, with a motorcycle... Well, let's let them go with this. Well, gonna... well, think about it this way. We'll give you the room. Sometimes, in an emergency situation, the best course of action for a motorcycle rider isn't braking or even decelerating, it's maneuvering. And I'm concerned that when, as we move closer to these sort of self-driving systems, are we gonna lose those instincts that come into play for many riders to stay safe on the road, which is to actually maneuver themselves out of the circumstances? How do you feel about that? Well, I was just well, thinking. I, go ahead, You John. wanna go first or you want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, you, you go first, I wanna hear it. <laughs> you want me first to repeat off, the question? I, I don't think you have any sort of riding ability to outmaneuver an automatic braking system would be my first statement. My second one would be if you are looking to outmaneuver, you would know that anytime you're looking for tight or emergency maneuvers, it requires specific braking. And I think this system could aid you in that. However, like if it's like many things, I would imagine it may have a, a um, shutoff function. You know, like, mm, I don't need this on. I don't think so. Like, I, I can't control. imagine that Harley comes out with this down the road if they even come out with it because there's a there's Could a bunch not. of patents that yeah. they probably never come out with, right? But let's assume they come out with this. None of their other features you can turn off, John. Their safety features, ABS, you can't turn that off. No, you you can't, but you if you do a, a brake stand, if you hold your front brakes and burn out, it will shut off your ABS and the well, light was down. I was thinking that... So the the, the uh, Giovanni tests were done in like normal speeds. If you're going a certain higher speed, that it wouldn't activate, similar to ABS, where ABS only kicks in at what over 25 or something. ABS kicks in at three miles an oh, hour. Three on miles Harley Davidson. The reflex linking That's system right, the, is 20 to 25 miles an hour, depending on certain variables. Which mark? If you're not familiar with the reflex uh, linked brake system, it basically. Uh, they're, the front and rear brake are, are linked up. So if you engage the front brake, it slightly engages the rear and vice versa. But that's only over 25 miles per hour so that you don't dump them in parking lots and stuff like that. But back to this. Well, to assist with maneuverability. Exactly. if you're doing like what they call trail braking, Mark, and that's a rider's term, where you would apply rear brake. But you're still. To, but while you're, you're still, still yeah, moving. Yeah, still moving. You're on in purpose. order to give yourself. Um, a different kind of balance to be able to go around something in a more effective manner. But 
you don't want to engage your front brake in doing that because it, it creates a less maneuverable option. But I'll teach you that one day when you're ready. You're going to teach me? Yeah. Well, John, well, go ahead. John. No, no. Secondly, no, but what I was you're say, a fan of technology, so, so I'm surprised you're saying He is. I'm, no, I'm, but I'm skeptical. I, I am a fan of technology. I'll Everybody's take that. Everybody's skeptical. It's the same thing when they came out with... Uh, with uh, seatbelts, and they said that everybody had to wear seatbelts, and it was mandatory. And there's people out there that said, "Oh, I'd rather be thrown from a vehicle." I remember that. I remember a guy. Well, his name is his name is Larry, and he was from Northfield, Vermont, and he told me that I'd rather be thrown, thrown from, from the vehicle the... versus stay inside of it. Well, I can tell you with confidence, even up to within the past year, I've had people come to buy a motorcycle. That chose one specifically to not have ABS because they did not believe in it. And that's on Harley Davidson. Well, then that's your job to teach them. You know, so then you have to educate them. But some people just aren't for that. But I think you have options. But So this this uh, researcher, um, you know, w w one of the first questions that people pose is, wouldn't the rider just fly right over the handlebars? And this doctor, this researcher, Savino, said that um, in his trials, uh, Dr. Savino isn't automatically applying the brakes per se. Instead, engine power is reduced yep. at random times, simulating the effects of a of a system. A production uh, automatic braking system would work in a similar way. According to Dr. Savino, collision detecting sensors would transmit information to the AEB, not ABS, the AEB like Mark said, mm -hmm. which would then first gradually apply, apply the brakes, then increase braking to bring the bike to a safe and controlled stop. Basically, the bike wouldn't allow the rider to panic, pull the brakes. Um, on his website, Dr. Savino reports that while there may have been some anxiousness from riders who weren't used to having their brakes suddenly decelerate without warning, that feeling lessened as they became used to the system. And I put in my notes, ABS, exact, exact same thing. People, when it first came out, were all worried, and now it's becoming almost standard. Well, I think about what you had stated about your Ford the first few times I've driven vehicles that have that, the first few times it does it, it is like, oh, shit, what was that? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you start to be more alert, and it just reminds you to be a more alert rider. But it's it's trying to give you sensors to, in, to prepare you for assisted braking, mm -hmm. I think. So. I, th I think a part of the key to this being successful is that there will have to be uh, pre-alerts before the system is deployed so that the rider is aware as quickly as possible that it, the, that the system may be engaging. I, I, I believe it need, we need to have that as part of the system. And there's talk of that in some of the articles that I read about it that there, in fact, will be a warning before the system actually well, kicks in. It's in the diagram. Yeah. The diagram actually gives you a, of the patent, kind of shows you arrows, Mark, so like follow the yellow brick road, you know, it gives you arrows that says that says, okay, is there an obstruct is there an obstruction detected? Yes or no, and then it kind of gives you the cycle of what the computer is actually doing. Um, it is supposed to warn the rider, but it's it's an interesting topic for sure. I I support it. I think it's cool. Uh, obviously, it increases the price of motorcycles, which is a whole another discussion in itself. New technology, but it is it is cool, and it would be. Uh, you know, I I was thinking that you were going to talk about Mark when, uh, you know, as far as riding motorcycles, that this would, get, at some point in time, the motorcycle will drive itself and he could just, just hang on. Which actually would be quite interesting when they finally have a motorcycle that can essentially drive itself. Like you get on it, self-balancing, 
you know, automatic braking and throttle application, you have a GPS or driving where you want to go. Mark will actually ride one of those and then try and brag to us about riding a motorcycle, but we can piggyback the fact that he's not really riding it anymore. Well, well, is this going to so be a scenario never, like in the, well, I can't remember what podcast where he talked about how he has to get to know the FXDR before he rides it. Yes. I think he looks at that thing like it's a, like it's a dragon and he doesn't want to get on it. I think they're so still he's... talking online, but too afraid to set up a physical <laughs> confrontation. L- listen, you, you guys, you guys can rag on me all you want, but here's, here's... they like to think to themselves is Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and you've got mail. Mark gets home just looking for an FXDR 114 has reached out to you. Hello, my love. Here, here, here Another is, great day at work staring at you from across the showroom. Here's the fun. Wondering when I will be able to physically touch you and hold you in my arms. <laughs> FXDR 114, back to Mark. Mark, I cannot wait to the day where you actually burn my gasoline. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, John, John really, really is in real life as weird as he sounds. I'm just telling you it's true. What your, your instincts are telling you about him is absolutely right. He's just really weird. Here's, sure. here's the fundamental question. The fundamental question is, is when does the driver or rider become the passenger? And and as these new technologies come into play, Ooh, that's actually kind of interesting. That's a that's a very. Well, it sounds like that's going to be a blog coming out in the near future. Well, I just think about it. We're transitioning to that with self-driving vehicles, and uh-huh. the more of these systems that come into play on our on our motorcycles, I'm concerned about that because I don't ever want to be the passenger. I want to be the driver. And at what point do we cross the line? And I wonder if this is sort of like the gateway. That's a great. Uh, that's a great uh, segue to end this podcast and circle back. And I think we we could actually some of our listeners will will see what they say about this uh, podcast. But if somebody circles back and says, "Hey, we want to hear more about that," then we'll certainly invite you back, Mark. Well, fair enough. So let's all ponder yeah. that question, listeners. And uh, did you notice that Mark didn't even notice invite him back as if he's like a guest? Well, I mean, again, it's just another great podcast with you, John Lyon. You know? It was, well, it was, it was great. Um, your, your, your research, John, was excellent, and I appreciate your insights in this matter of the automatic braking systems. And, and John, well, uh, and I was happy to be here, and I like how I started off in a manner where I was incorrect in my first statement to draw, you know, really draw the discussion. You, draw the you, discussion. You knew what that would do. I knew what it would do. Great job, John. I appreciate the podcast. In just again. We really do appreciate you coming yeah, on board. It, it, well, and again, I'm happy to be on board with it's, you. It's, and, thanks uh, again, John. It's good. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com. <laughs>